Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Weekly podcast from the Canon, SB Nation's blog about the Columbus Blue Jackets. There's no hockey news this week, so we're going to switch topics. Uh, across the SB Nation network this week, the theme is all things Marvel. So today, we're going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Canon cast, assemble! I'm your host, Pale Dragon. On my left, Eric Seeds. Hey guys, how's it going? And Rachel Buells. Hi everybody. Alright, so this will obviously be a little bit spoiler heavy if you have not watched all of the 10-year, 23-film saga, but for those who haven't, let me just start with, which films would you guys say could be skipped if someone was to dive in and do a, a watch of all these movies? Oh boy. Iron Man 2 and Incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely true. starters. Yeah, true. Actually, I still have not seen all of Incredible Hulk, and yeah, I don't it doesn't sound like I'm missing much. Obviously, they completely changed the casting of that. Um, Iron Man 2 is kind of a prequel to the first Avengers movie, so I guess it's kind of meaningful for that, I guess. Um, is there anything in the order of the films that you guys would switch around for a rewatch or think could be switched around from just the release order? Well, so this doesn't really make sense as far as what uh, you shouldn't watch if, like, you... I'm not a huge fan. I understand their importance, especially in Endgame. Um, I, I don't love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, okay. <laughs> sorry, I knew that'd be opening a can of worms. Um, the soundtracks. We will were, get there. We will get there. The soundtracks were awesome. Um, I for anybody who's considering watching them, uh, not in chronological or not in the order in which they were released, I would invite you to reevaluate all of the opinions that you've ever had about everything, because those could also be wrong if you think that you should watch them <laughs> in any other order. I don't remember who we were talking about the other day who thought that, they, that who thought that was a good idea. And it's like, why, why would they be released? First of all, uh, someone mentioned, like, then the, the spoilers at the, or not the spoilers, the little sneak peeks at the end don't make sense if you're watching the movies out of order. Yeah, that was my point. Like, if you're going to watch, like, the Captain Marvel like, like, if you're watching them in chronological order, you're watching Captain Marvel, what, second, second yeah. out of all of these? Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing else <laughs> makes, nothing else about Captain Marvel makes any sense if you watch that one literally second. It should be, like, second from the end. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Not that I yeah. don't love that movie or love Brie Larson, but, like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's just, 
that it doesn't fit right there. Like it just it just doesn't. Yeah, you yeah, have one, have to. One switch I would make is maybe you could put Black Panther immediately after Civil War, which I think makes sense because it picks up right from you know with, with at least uh, T'Challa's story after Civil War picks up right after that, and then that would give you Ragnarok right before Infinity War, which kind of makes sense with you know Thanos showing up right at the end of of Ragnarok in one of those credit sequences. So that that's a switch you could make, but otherwise, yeah, I would agree with going with the theatrical thing. So now, full spoilers going forward. Now, uh, what films would you guys? What is the the best film in the series, or and what is what are your favorite films in the series? Which might not be the same thing, but they might. Rachel, okay, I, I will start because I so 2012. Let's see, I was like a sophomore, junior in high school, and Avengers came God, out, God, and. <laughs> That, okay, but that was, like, and I had seen the the Marvel movies, like, before that, but that was the movie that just got me so invested, and I was so obsessed with how they tied, like, everything together. Um, I think for me, going, I had it on my, uh, I had a video iPod at the time, and I had it, the, that was the only movie that I had space for, the storage space for on there, and I'm, like, was watching it all the time. That was the movie I always watched when I traveled, so uh, that was my first I loved the first Captain America movie too, and I, I loved um, Iron Man. But I think that the Avengers was what made me go back and rewatch everything, and then like be so hype about seeing the movies like right when they came out in the future. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I saw the first Iron Man in theaters in two thousand eight when I was a senior in high school because <laughs> I'm old. Uh, but my buddy that I went with, we we loved it. We like we thought the movie was great. The movie's great. The movie's great. He says, "I am Iron Man." Boom! Cut to uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Man, that that mm-hmm. that just ruled. Anyone who has ever talked to me for about Marvel for more than ninety seconds knows that uh, my favorite movie in the entire twenty three film saga is Thor Ragnarok. I utterly adore that movie. That was a really good one. It's it's fantastic. I love I love that they've. You know, Thor, Thor, the whole character of Thor is kind of goofy. And the fact that Taika Waititi just laid laid into it and, you know, made him this doofy dude uh, on some weird planet where Jeff Goldblum is millions of years old is just utterly fantastic. <laughs> um, it's it, it that movie should not work. And yet it works perfectly. Every every beat of that is, you know, when 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 he when he falls out of that stupid cage at the beginning and he just looks at Surger and he's like, Surger, son of a bitch, you're still alive. Like, that's fantastic. The, yeah, the, I, I, the, I, I agree that that's that's my favorite. I think uh, Taika Waititi is a is a genius. He yeah. is a an international treasure. Uh, I'll watch anything that he does from this point forward. Um, I think that, you know, they got really fortunate in a lot of ways with the casting throughout this series. But, you know, Chris Hemsworth was very much an unknown. And I don't know that they fully knew what they had in him. Totally. Out, but he has revealed himself to be really a, a quite quite skilled comedic actor mm-hmm. uh, he's you know he's not just your your you know handsome action star thing like he's really funny like when he's hosted snl he's up for anything he has great timing uh you know his role in in that ghostbusters reboot which was you know not a great movie overall but um you know he was funny in his part in that and then yeah so i appreciate that ragnarok really steered into the comedic elements of the character was not afraid to be a full-on action comedy. And I, and I gather that also, 
allowed allowed the entire cast a lot of leeway to improvise. So which obviously, you know, Jeff Goldblum could be full Goldblum. You know, Tom Hillsworth is very funny as well and mm-hmm. very game for doing anything as Loki. So that's uh yeah, yeah, very, very. That was definitely my favorite as well. Now, uh, so see, you, 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 I was I, gonna say you you asked what I what film I think is best, and you know, while I uh, truly adore Thor Ragnarok, I th- I really do think Avengers: Infinity War is the best of the twenty three movies because you know it's 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 an Avengers movie, but it's not about the Avengers. It's Thanos's story. Mm-hmm. You have so much background of him of this vil- of this overarching villain uh, built over the. Uh, 20, uh, the the twenty one movies previously or whatever that was, you have this whole overarching villain. You know you, you you're you're invested in the characters, you're invested in the Infinity Stones. You know you know mostly about them, and then this dude just shows up and from the word go in that theater or in that movie, he kicks everyone you know's ass six ways to Sunday without giving one little bit of care in the world about who they are, what they've been doing. What victories they've won. It's Thanos' story, and he wins. Like, when that movie ended with the snap, I mean, okay, so my, I saw the movie, I saw the movie opening night in Linux, the very first showing in on, on the IMAX screen, and when and Thanos snaps, you watch everyone vanish, it cuts to credits, and it, you could have heard a pin drop in my, oh, yeah. in my theater. Mm-hmm. Until some dude behind me just like just it, it, there's like there's a couple beats where it's just silent. Some dude just sits there and he's like, "Man, what the?" F-? <laughs> the only appropriate reaction, honestly. Yeah, he's like, just. It, it, I mean, it, it, seriously, because we're all just like sitting there, like we okay, we, and you know, in the, you know, in the back of your brain that everyone is probably coming back. They're not getting rid of all these billion dollar franchises, but in that moment, you're just sitting there and like. Wow, they're, they're, they like he wins. He sits down. He smiles. Movie's over. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah, that was awesome. That's real. That, that's really ballsy filmmaking. And I like I, I it's an awesome like and and they tell the story because like Thanos is the hero of of his own story. And they that's really great filmmaking that they did that. I I think of Infinity War is the best movie. Yeah, that that ending was. I mean, Frank, I found it disturbing. Like it. it was very unsettling to me the way in which people and, and this was not just like half the people killed it's like just vanishing from existence mm-hmm. and and that it just really bothered me and put my stomach in knots but like that's I, I appreciate that the movie was so emotionally resonating like that and like and then the way that it could open this the next one uh endgame with um Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. like watching his family disappear into oh. dust. I was like, oh, I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna make me cry in the first five minutes. That doesn't feel like it should be legal. Oh, right, yeah. you're 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 right back in the feeling of how, like you know you're going in, and you're like, yeah, everyone's coming back, and then five minutes into the movie, you're like, I feel just as bad as I did at the end of Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing is reassuring me right now. <laughs> yeah, there, there was you, you, you start wondering like. Are they going to win? It's kind of you start doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Endgame, Endgame was was a roller coaster of emotions for me, and I saw that the the day of Game Two of the Boston series last year. So that was just a whole day. Of wow, I was just totally exhausted. <laughs> but you know, uh, the movie had a happy ending, and the game had a happy ending. So so it all it all worked out for the best. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. 
With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So now we're going to move on to, again, tying in these movies into hockey and think about these characters in terms of the game of hockey. So first of all, uh, of the Avengers team here, who would be the team captain? Would it be Captain America or would it be Tony Stark? I see Captain America. Honestly, I see Nick Foligno already kind of, I guess, subconsciously without even thinking of it. Like he kind of embodies that. Um, I, and honestly, I think Tony Stark is more of a Tortorella personality, mm. like kind of, kind of polarizing, uh, in some cases, but like funny and at the end of the day, like is often right. So that's my take. See, well, I, I'm full disclosure here. I'm wearing my Captain America basketball Jersey uh, <laughs> as, we, as we record this podcast. <laughs> it felt thematically appropriate it's for sure, but um, I believe Captain America is absolutely the captain of this team. He's willing to sacrifice. He's willing to uh, throw his body on the grenade to, uh, or, you know, I guess, you know, in hockey parlance, block the shot to, you know, do what's best for the team. I, I truly believe Captain America is the, and he's great at giving locker room speeches. In Avengers Endgame, that speech when he's walking to, when they're walking to go do the time tra- the time heist, like, that's, that's towards, uh, you know, uh, it's a mindset level speech. That's great. Um, I, I truly, yeah. And you know, Tony Stark is a loose cannon, loud mouth, uh, willing to fight his own guys, willing to fight the other guys, even when it's not appropriate. Uh, absolutely. A John Tortorella type. Good call, Rachel. (laughs) All right. So So tell me you can't see Tony Stark trying to fight the Calgary locker room. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. Like he would just go in there guns blazing all by himself, even if he didn't have the support of the rest of the Avengers. He's like, all right, let's go. Like, <laughs> All right. Who would lead the team in penalty minutes? Hulk. Hulk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my answer. I was thinking, or maybe Loki, because it's, you know, is Loki, is he, is he on the team? Is he not on the team? But he's also one who would always find a way to, to get himself into trouble. Yeah. Um, He's the guy, though. He's, like, the Tom Wilson that, like, everyone hates, but you can't always, like, get him for, like, the shit that he does, you know? Like, I think that he um, has kind of a, like, an underhanded kind of conniving villain 
element, whereas Hulk is just like smashing <laughs> and just being a problem out in the open. Well, so- Hulk, Hulk, Hulk is more of a Hulk is more of a Brad Marchand for, for Loki. Yeah, Hulk is Hulk is the Jared Bull, you know. Just <laughs> while while Loki is absolutely the Tom Wilson type, where you every if he's not on your team, you hate him, and right, if he's right. on your team, you adore the fact that he's on your team. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking of, of Tom Wilson types, uh, who is the best villain in the series? Or rather, who is the Sidney Crosby of the MCU? Like, super talented, but you love to hate them. Oh. Honestly? Oh, Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther. Yeah. Kill, Eric, Kill, Michael B. Jordan as Eric Killmonger is pro... I mean, if, if, I mean, I'm taking Thanos off the board because I think... Than, uh, Infinity War Thanos is so frigging good yes like what josh brolin did in that role in that movie is just beyond words incredible um michael b jordan as eric killmonger is outstanding i actually have infinite or black panther on my movies to watch when we get off this podcast nice i just Um, watched it this week i think that's why it's fresh in my head before i knew that this was marvel week yeah but he is so good as eric killmonger and Mm -hmm. Like Thanos, he wins. Um, he his methods might not have been great, but uh, T'Challa does everything that Killmonger wanted to do. He opens Wakanda to the rest of the world at the end of the movie. Now, granted, he's not trying to like take over the world, but he he Eric Killmonger in a sense wins. He certainly changes the viewpoint of the hero. He uh, helps win over Shuri and the rest of the Dora Milaje in that movie. Like he. He does a lot to advance, uh, or, or at least change the outlook of what Wakanda has been doing for centuries. And he's in the it's, movie for ninety minutes. Like it's yeah. it's, it's outstanding. Like, it's like that Onion headline about you know heartbreaking. The worst person you know just made a great point. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's uh, Michael B. Jordan and Black. You know, because the whole time I'm like, mm, I don't know. Points were made. Like he's kind of making some good arguments here. Like a lot of this is making sense. You know, I don't necessarily agree with his methodology, but. Uh, you had to respect the hustle. Yes. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. Killmonger's up there. Thanos, Loki. Um, also, a shout out to Michael Keaton in uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Um, because, again, that's that's a, a villain whose motivations you 100% understand. I think he, he obviously goes too far in some cases, but um, like, where's come from? And it's like any very normal person, you know, pushed to extreme circumstances, but he's doing what he can to provide for his family. Like that's, that was a really interesting and kind of nuanced performance, you know? And, and he's in one of the scariest scenes in the movie or in, in the MCU in that car ride when he's starting to put it together. Like I've heard your voice. Oh, I know who you are, but you're, bet you were glad your old pal Spider-Man was there. Like as you're starting to realize that he's realizing like, that's, that's some, like that's some sinister acting by Mike. And as, Mike as if the ride to prom isn't intimidating enough. <laughs> <laughs> um hey. well I, I wouldn't know i didn't go to prom so yeah yeah so th- thing you guys just learned about me um <laughs> also i want to so if we're giving shout outs to other villains uh shout out to jake gyllenhaal for bringing jk simmons back into the marvel fold uh yes <sighs> i love jake gyllenhaal <laughs> uh, he's the perfect you villain. know i also give a shout out to the villain in um civil war um because again what i liked about him and what i like about michael keaton is these are villains with not like, oh, I'm going to take over the world. Like, their aims are very small scale. Um, and I kind of appreciate that because if, if the 
you know, entire world or existence is at risk every film, it becomes less powerful the more that you repeat that. So totally. sometimes I like when the superheroes mm-hmm. have to solve smaller problems. And and when it's not just, you know, combating someone who has a superpower of their own, but someone who just has a really good plan and, you know, is using normal methods to advance their agenda. That's kind of interesting to me. That makes it a more compelling film, I would say. Mm-hmm. Can, can we say, in, in that vein, can we say a great villain is like the United States government in Winter Soldier uh, for, what the, for what they're doing with uh, the Helicarriers and Alexander Pierce and S.H.I.E.L.D.? You know, shout out, shout out to Robert Redford, one of the great actors of the last 40 years, but... He's he's really really good in Winter Soldier. I I rewatched it again the other day, and he's really really good. Yeah, well, that that was a cool piece of casting because that movie borrowed so heavily from a lot of political thrillers from the nineteen seventies, and Robert Redford starred in a lot of those movies. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was <laughs> like really kind of on the nose to bring him in for that. Yeah, I'm I'm on record as uh, all the President's Men is one of my favorite movies that I've seen pretty much ever. So having Redford in that political thriller type is just a fantastic casting choice. Absolutely. All right. Uh, this is a question from Elaine. Who would be the backup goaltender? And I thought this is an interesting question. I had a, an answer for this. My thought was Black Widow. Now, because she's not the most talented, she doesn't have the superpowers, but she's very supportive to the team. She's there, you know, there on the bench helping them out. Uh, everyone likes her. And, but when she does have to come in and do a job, she gets the job done. You know, that's exactly what you want from a backup goalie, I think. Yeah, that's a good answer. I don't know if I can come up with a better answer. Yeah, that's a really good answer. Give me me a second here. I'm just kind of trying to run through. I don't know if I've got it. I don't know if I've got a better answer. Uh, Rhodey might be a good answer here. He kind of does. He kind of does similar similar tasks, Uh, you know, and and he helps keep the head case uh, in the head case that you need in chart in in line. He's, you know, he's always there for Tony, especially like I'm, I'm specifically thinking of Iron Man three when they're when Tony's like losing his mind, uh, you know, writing help me on while he's trying to sign kids autographs. Mm-hmm. He's he's there and supportive, you know, great team player, you know, n- know, knows his place, knows his role, embraces that role. And then uh, but, you know, when when he needs to kick ass like uh, when the. Outriders are invading Wakanda at the bat in Infinity War. He's willing to just basically nuke the front lines. So, R- Rhodey might be a good choice here. But other than that, other than those two, man, I don't know if I've got another one. I've got one. Okay, hold, buckle up. I think Nebula would be the perfect backup goalie because she's Ooh, already good call. Good. She's call. already kind of like a backup, and she's already not like the the prize daughter and whatever. But like when she wants to get something done. She steps up and gets it done despite any bodily harm, mm-hmm. like despite the judgment, despite she just is uh, kind of a hard ass. So I think she'd be good in that role too. I like the 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 theme of, of women, Black Widow, start off. I think those are good. Uh, well, and, and every they time, would step every t- up and do the job. Every time Nebula allows a goal, Thanos replaces one of her body parts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so she's like, I'm not letting anything in. That's not happening, not today. So this next one is, it's a very Elaine question. Um, who would like the pizza song, and who would the pizza song send into an angry tizzy? Well, I mean, I would. I already immediately want to turn into Hulk and right. Hulk smash everything when I hear it. So, um, But I think 
Groot would get down to it, so... Yes, absolutely. That was my thought. <laughs> Groot would love it, and Rocket would hate it. Maybe uh, no, I, no Rocket, would, Rocket would like it because it would piss Peter Quill off. <laughs> I could see it being the kind of thing that Groot would play in the ship, and the rest of the Guardians would be... Yes. Like, totally sick of it. Yeah, like... Because he would play it on repeat. Yep. Speaking of speaking of speaking of Guardians, can we just agree that Gamora dying in Infinity War is the single saddest moment in event? Yeah, that was terrible. Was legitimately awful. Yeah, I mean, I I, I may have been more moved by by Black Widow dying. Me, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah, especially since Gamora, to me, her death didn't feel as final. No, just anything in that movie didn't feel as final, knowing that there is gonna be a sequel, and then. Black Widow, I'm like, oh, she's dead. You know, like, right. she's not coming back, so. But Gamora's death was definitely hard to swallow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, these are all all emotionally impactful moments. It's just, it's hard to rank more right. or less impactful. Um, all right, so now we're going to play a few rounds of Fight Liney Scratch. So remember, picking who you want to be on your line, who you want to fight, and who you would scratch. Uh, first up, Cap, Iron Man, Thor. Wow. That's hard. Yeah. Um, okay. I will... I'm going to fight Iron Man because if you can somehow disable the suit, he's just a dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I want my liney to be Thor because, one, he's a literal god. I don't care if he's <laughs> fat now. Um, dude, dude's a literal god, and I guess... I can't believe I'm scratching Captain America, but I'm scratching Captain America. But that's like... I don't know, man. I don't want to. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not scratching Thor in under any circumstances because I want. I want that guy on my line. Like, I'm, I, if I'm going on the power play, yeah, I want the God of Lightning on my. I want, my, <laughs> I want the God of Lightning on my on my power play here. So I get. I guess by default, I have to scratch Cap, which sucks. But yeah. Right. Well, I'm gonna go the opposite way there. I'm gonna put Cap on my line because. That he's someone that always has your back, you know, and he's going to put himself out there, you know, to get done what needs to get done. Um, he's going to be supportive. He's going to have your back all the time. Yeah, I'm definitely good with fighting Iron Man. And let's face it, like, he's got a lot of skills and he's done a lot, but he's also got his ass kicked a lot of times. Um, and then I would scratch Thor because... Uh, he maybe has a little bit of Alex Winberg tendencies. You know, he's got the Scandinavian connection. He's good looking. <laughs> the motivation's not always there, you know. So sometimes he needs to be scratched. Spend a spend a game in the press box, you know, to, to or a few movies, you know, off screen just to uh, to get himself centered again. Rachel, I think I'm gonna have to agree. I would need Captain America on my line because I would need the 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 constant morale boost, the speeches. Like he would really just get me fired up. I think in a way that the other two. Couldn't I would fight Iron Man because it would be fun and because yeah he is just a a guy in a suit and if the suit doesn't work then there you go and then I think I would scratch Fat Thor <laughs> and be like all right bro like hit hit the gym like see you maybe in, in a week or two like when you sh- shed a couple pounds so um, but that would be a, a that's a hard that's a hard decision uh, I I don't I, I mean I think. Did we all agree that no one wants to fight Thor? Like, we're yeah, all... No, we're all yeah. Yeah, Under okay. no circumstances am I fighting Thor. Right, hell no, that man has a hammer. <laughs> I'm not fighting Thor, so... Um, I would think he would, he would be my scratch. I think also that just Tony Stark is very punchable. 
right? Right. Yes. Exactly. So, so it's we, it's not we're not conflicted about wanting to fight him. All right. All right uh, we're gonna go to three of those villains we talked about: Thanos, Loki, Killmonger. Rachel, you go first this time. Um. Man. Wow. Oof. Okay. I think I would. I'd want Killmonger on my line because I know that he he would be he would be willing to do the dirty work uh, that I might not be willing to do. Um, he'd be on my line. Oh man. Oh that okay. I'd fight Loki because I just want to punch him. Like <laughs> that is easy. I just want to punch him square in the face and uh, I'd cut Thanos. Yeah, um, I agree. I want Killmonger on my line because that dude, like Brad Marchand, has no qualms about doing anything to win i'm like right you, you, you tell me you need to kill a dude brad marchand would probably do it killmonger would probably do it uh, easily he would do it if he hasn't already done it let's like, be real like 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 you you can see in, in a fight to get a psychological edge killmonger just licking a dude in the face right like you can you, you, <laughs> i mean let's be real you can see it um i'm gonna god i can't believe i'm about to say what i'm about to say but I'm going to scratch Loki because I don't trust that dude one yeah, iota. Yeah, true. Uh, I I don't I don't care if he's on my team or not. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't trust him, and he's willing to switch allegiances from minute to minute. So, uh, God help me, I'm going to fight Thanos and get my face pounded into the pavement. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bring it on, bring it on, Grimace. I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I agree with putting Loki and scratching him because I don't want him anywhere on the ice. Just either on my side or fighting him because it's not going to work out well for me either way. Um, I'll go ahead and put Thanos on my line just because, again, he's like a celestial, like he's super powerful. Um, So I guess fight Killmonger, but that is also not going to go well for me. Um, All right, next up, Groot, Rocket, Drax. See? Okay, I want Rocket on my line. He's uh, he's smart, crafty, uh, willing to do the dirty work. Uh, knows how to u- best utilize his talents in ways that benefit the team. Uh, see it in Guardians Two when he builds the bomb that kills Ego. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, I'm going to. I'm okay. Which which Groot are we talking here? Are we talking baby, teenage, or? Guardians one Groot. Let, yeah, let's say full size Groot. Full size Groot. Um, I'm gonna fight full size Groot because he seems like a nice dude, and I, I'm going, I'm going to lose to either one of these guys, but I might have a better chance against the tree dude. And I'm gonna scratch Drax because I don't want to get killed by him. <laughs> um, that's funny. I think Drax would be on my line because I would want to watch him kill other people and. I'd fight Rocket. That'd be funny. Um, I'd scratch Groot. Yeah, he's not, he's not very mobile. He's not... Where's he going? You know? Like, in his little pot. Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'd fight Rocket just because that I got the size advantage there for once. So... <laughs> and now, the problem with, you know, both Groot and Drax is that uh, neither one is super controllable you know each is likely to kind of freelance and do their own thing um which could be a little bit risky with the line mate um but yeah drax you at least he'd be uh he'd get he'd have your back on the line and he'd be he'd be wrecking fools you could uh get to the goal all right finally we're going to go with uh three of the sort of supporting you know non-superhero types uh happy hogan peggy carter and shuri 
Rachel? Uh, well, a million percent Shuri on my line. She's awesome. She's one of my favorite black... I, so I know I said that the 2012 Avengers was my favorite mm-hmm. movie, but I think standalone's Black Panther's got to be my favorite because I love the representation. I love the strong female characters. Just awesome. Like, so empowering. Oh, yeah. Shuri's amazing. Uh, she's on my line. Uh, I think I'd scratch Peggy Carter and fight Happy Hogan. I'm going to 100% agree with that. Uh, I want Shuri on my line. Um, I basically said from the moment I walked out of the theater. So, full disclosure, I typically see these movies in theaters multiple times because I'm a lunatic. (laughs) But I saw Black Panther more than any of these other movies in theaters. I loved that movie, and I loved Shuri. Shuri is yeah. utterly fantastic, and I I would do pretty much anything to have a Shuri standalone film because she is incredible. She's an incredible awesome. character. And I remember I remember when the uh, in-game trailer comes out, uh, you know, six months before the, the movie, and, and they're... You're, you're you're seeing all these characters that you know have died because of the snap that have vanished, and one of the characters that you know you weren't really sure of because once once Vision is or once Vision escapes from whatever Shuri was trying to do to him in Infinity War, you don't see Shuri again, and then to see in the trailer for Avengers Endgame that yeah Shuri is confirmed to have been snapped away like that that might have been. The most devastating part of that in-game trailer for me. I was like, "Oh my god, Shuri's actually gone. She can't help an in-game." Uh, so I want Shuri on my line because she's a fantastic badass. She's a meme queen. Um, I want I want her. She's fearless. She she. I mean, she went after Killmonger when he's got that suit with just the blasters on her hands, and didn't and showed no fear. I want I want that on my line and. I'm going to scratch. Right. I'm going to scratch Peggy Carter, and I'm going to fight Happy Hogan because he looks. I, I watched him fight in Iron Man two, and I'm pretty sure I can take him. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking realistically. Also, for, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean realistically, I'm pretty sure I can take John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. well, and John Favreau's role on Unfriends, we know he can't handle himself in the octagon. So yeah, agree with fighting him. Um, I would scratch Shuri just so that I could be on the line with Peggy Carter, and that's a 100% selfish reason. Uh, <laughs> Haley Atwell, call me. <laughs> All right, and that'll do it. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in to the canon this week at jackuscanon.com. We will be having Marvel and hockey crossover-themed articles all week, so be sure to check that out. Thank you for listening. Our theme music is the song Green Eyes by Angela Pearlie and Howlin' Moons off of their album Homemade Vision. Angela's newest album is called 430, and you should definitely go check it out. Check her out at AngelaPerley.com, and you should also check out Angela Pearly on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for videos and live stream concerts from her home during the stay-at-home period. Rate us and leave us a review on iTunes, and as always, we welcome your comments and questions. You can tweet at us at CBJCanon and comment on JacketsCanon.com. From all of us at the Canon, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. You're cool like-